Welcome to the Happy Place podcast. I'm Rina, your host. I'm a Shibari artist, tantric body worker, former dominatrix, and extreme sports athlete. I guide people to their core, creating safe spaces for healing and self-discovery. Since childhood, I've challenged societal norms. Through extreme sports, tantra, unconventional sexuality, and psychedelics, I've discovered profound truths. This podcast is for seekers like me, exploring meaning and spiritual illumination in the midst of life's intensity. Get ready to be inspired, amazed, and transformed as we unravel the mysteries of the happy place. Hello and welcome to episode number 20, which I'm recording actually today on Monday, the 5th of February, and it's coming out on Wednesday. I had a strong feeling that I want to record every episode just a day or two before it comes out because I wanted to share on subjects that feel relevant for me right now, as I feel like it can be relevant for many of us. And this is how we can unite, how we can connect and thrive together. I feel like it's so important for many people just to sense that we are not alone in our pain, pleasure, in our self-discovery, in our longings, in our dreams. And this time I want to share on the subject that is crucial in my life, which is vulnerability, the power, the strengths, the potent qualities of being vulnerable and why I even named myself a vulnerability coach, actually. Uh, Many people find that the quality of vulnerability makes them, even the name makes it feel uncomfortable, unsafe. Uh, Why do I need to be coached on that? Why do I need to learn on that? And vulnerability has something also to do with shame, with that sense of alienation on sense that we are not connected, uh, we are not good enough, we are too much, we are not belonging in wherever society or community we are in. And yet, uh, perhaps some of you have heard of Brenna Brown, who is an active promoter of vulnerability as she speaks that vulnerability is the gateway to belonging, creativity, and intimacy. Like, why is that? Why vulnerability is our strength? Why vulnerability is our power? And how to cultivate it in our life? What does it take to open up to that? What does it take to actually derive the benefits of being um, open, vulnerable, exposed, emotional, right? And This is something I want to share because it's a huge part of my life. It's also a huge part of my work. I feel like my whole work revolves around that and my whole life revolves around that. And for me, it's a journey. It's a spiritual path as well. Path of vulnerability is a path of a spiritual path. As so many people see the life path as a mountain climb, as we want to reach peaks, we want to achieve, we want to succeed we want to create, make it happen, be the strongest, compete actually, ultimately be the best. And most of us grew up like that. That's what our family wants for us, right? We want, our family want us to be successful. Our family wants us to be the best. And definitely that's the story of my life as I grew up in a place where vulnerability was the worst thing we could ever wish for anyone, right? Especially our children. We wish strength and success and resilience, right? We want to be tough and rough and strong. 
And it's a huge part of the culture where I grew up that um, let go, let God would never be a thing. <laughs> we want to be the warriors and I'm still am. I have to admit that I'm still am a warrior. I'm still not fully authentic in so many areas of my life. I'm not fully um, welcoming my vulnerability and I'm hope I'm holding masks on my face for different situations because that's just how I conditioned to succeed and survive and stay safe. Yes. So I would love to dive into the topic of strength and power and beauty of being vulnerable in life. Like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to let go of your armor and stop being strong and actually soften and surrender into the qualities of vulnerability. So let me first share a little backstory of my path as I grew up in post-Soviet Russia. And I just had to be strong and tough. I learned it from the very young age that this is when I'm praised the most. Nobody wants me to be crying, uh, dramatic and weak, right? Like world is devour me, swallow me and trample me. Like everything will collapse and crash if I'm weak. I need to be strong. And then I came to the United States when I was almost 18 and I was by myself. And guess what? Did I want to be vulnerable? No, of course no. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be resilient. I wanted to show the world that, hey, I'm not a loser. I can do this. I, I can learn the language. I can learn to adjust in this country. I can be successful. I can win. I can prove my family that um, I'm worthy of their love. Ultimately, that's the case, proving my family that I'm worthy. They invested in me. And that's really how my family would speak to me that, hey, look at you. We're investing so much in you. We're pouring all this efforts and love and uh, I don't know, whatever things they were giving me, like nice clothes, good food to eat, attention, help, support. Even as I was sent on America, it was our last savings and of her whole family. And they sent me on a mission to succeed, to get my highest degree, a good education, diploma so my grandparents could have it on the wall and me presenting myself as a successful person so they can die in peace. And that's been quite a story. And I was following that script. I wanted to show the world, to prove myself that I'm worthy of taking place on this earth, that I I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to be weak. I will keep on pushing through even if it hurts, even if I'm exhausted. I, I will be strong. And that's been definitely my character. A warrior spirit is, has been there and the roots are deep and I still am a warrior. And yet I always since my childhood noticed that something is off. Something feels wrong about that. I noticed how early... In my childhood, I started to appreciate honesty and authenticity. I started to feel drawn towards books and people and situations when authenticity is welcome. In fact, even in connection with my family, the times when we would have vulnerable sharings, even if that would not present my parents in the best light, these were the moments that I cherished the most, such as my father, who's been there for me in my life, but not really there, meaning <clears throat> his presence was around me. Uh, he didn't escape even after my parents divorced. Um, yet he was 
kind of superficial. And I even felt like I'm a bit of a trophy daughter for him to show me off when I have good grades and to show me to show his friends that I'm 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 doing good. Like look how cool my daughter is. And something was very superficial about that. And the best moments I remember about him would be the moments where he was soft and tender, even weak to a certain extent, where he would give up. He was working in the in the military Russia. He was a strong man. And I really appreciated him the most when he was with his heart cracked open, even telling me that he doesn't know something that would really make me feel so connected to him more than when he would be successful and cool and desired by everyone. And um, coming to America, I started to realize like, oh my God, this Russian quality of being macho, strong, alpha male is there and it just doesn't feel right. And I started to look for different qualities in men as well. Like I didn't want to be in this stereotypical relationship that uh, according to my upbringing, got to find like cool, wealthy, successful, powerful man, like in every manifestation of power, whether it's his muscular body or fancy car and successful job and him being so cool and strong and confident, like men don't cry. I started to feel that something is wrong about that. And I couldn't wrap my finger around it. I didn't know at that point I was not aware enough, but my life path started to show that to me more and more in different situations of me trying to connect and relate as I definitely inherited this need to wear that cool girl mask, that strong woman, independent woman, hyper-independent, not relying on anyone. I can do it all myself. Um, oh yeah, I'm recovering hyper-independent person, definitely. Like asking for help would be really hard for me. I would want to be strong in everything that I'm doing. I would want to succeed and conquer no matter what it costs. There is also another uh, saying in Russia that winners are not being judged. So that means that as long as you win, it doesn't matter what price you pay for it. And that's definitely been a character for me. So in a way, I trust that often we offer the world things we need the most and I offer the world the gift of safety for vulnerability because I feel like I'm the one who is deeply in need for that myself because this is the true value of human experience is having that safety to be 100% myself, 100% yourself, 100% of your authentic expression. And I'm seeing like, what is the reason why we choose strength and fancy masks and pretentious behavior over being vulnerable? Of course, I know that. It's obvious we are not feeling safe to be vulnerable in the best playground, the best uh, prerequisite of being healthy and vulnerable. Like why I say healthy is that um, the kind of vulnerability I love to cultivate is not mindless and unconscious and just toxic or mm, let's say it's not about just being dramatic and overly emotional. It's not that. Um, I'm talking about two poles of expression. One is creating space, safe space, whether physical, emotional, energetic, and second is 
giving, taking risk of being authentically yourself. So vulnerability demands safety. We want to prepare for this vulnerability, like whatever it means for you, whether it's an intimate relationship or overall lifestyle. Like imagine life where we feel safe to be truthful. Imagine life where we can speak from our heart, even if it's a small talk, even if it's a stranger. Imagine life where we connect with the cashier in the rest in the supermarket and we look at them with the eyes that are open. Right? Not superficial, but actually open. Imagine when we are in a relationship and our partner hurts us. And instead of either closing off, escaping or attacking them, we just approach them and tell them, my darling, I suffer tremendously. I need help. Like just that alone, like how much drama, how much nonsense will be spared from our life when we are able to connect with our partners like that. Think about it, like how many relationships I've lost because of inability to be vulnerable, because when we can't, this is when we are acting in a very insincere ways, in very manipulative ways. We are running away, expecting them to chase us, or we are attacking them, expecting they will give us some love back, um, or we are manipulating in all kinds of really peculiar ways. But instead, we could just be open and vulnerable and face them with an open heart, and share like, this is how I feel, right? Or even relationship of mother and daughter. Imagine if a mother is missing her daughter and instead of attacking her, what a horrible daughter she is and how she should treat her parents better. If she approaches her daughter with an open heart and says, my darling, I'm suffering a lot and I need your help. And sharing openly, I'm suffering because I miss you. Like how much beauty would there be in this relationship and how much we suffer in the relationship because of inability to be vulnerable. How many relationships have been broken because of emotional unavailability of partners? How much sexuality is superficial because we cannot open our hearts, we only open our genitals. And then we're surprised why it's just very unsatisfying, right? Imagine how much depth of connection would be possible in our community if we show up in a group of people that are close to us and instead of presenting our cool and sweet and giving and loving and compassionate side, all the good qualities we aspire towards, what if we present ourselves honestly? What if we just show up and say, do I have a permission to be 100% myself right now? And if others say yes, then we just expose it share it, shout it, scream it, find a way to express our hearts. I find that intimacy and deep connection between humans is one of the most satisfying parts of this life. One of the biggest reasons to be alive, one of the biggest joys of life is connection. We thrive in connection with others. And yet that connection remains very superficial without being open and vulnerable. And Again and again, I catch myself pretending to be someone that I'm not. And then I catch myself and then I decide not to. And then I decide to speak up 
my truth. When someone asks me how I'm doing and I speak up, I'm struggling. I'm doing horrible. I'm in a shitty mood and this is what's happening. It's a risk of being misunderstood or rejected. And at the same time, it's a possibility of being heard. And honestly, this is how I've chose to move to Austin because I happen to have courage at that time or it's just a lack of defenses because I just got burned out and I felt extremely low and on my lowest point of life when I came to the community here in Austin, beautiful spiritual community we have. And instead of presenting myself as someone they usually know me for, as being the, uh, how people perceive me, being the, I don't know, rock star, shaman, healer, uh, teacher, body worker, tantrika, uh, wise woman, cool woman, extreme athletes, I don't know, all of those awesome qualities. I showed up and I exposed myself that I'm on my deepest crisis and I need help. And I'm just not myself anymore. And I'm having panic attacks and I'm so lost in life right now. And I'm so vulnerable and I'm so terrified. And that felt in a way suicidal. I thought that will just ruin my even more because others will see that whatever was me before is not true because this is who I am underneath all my facade being cool. But instead, they got to see both sides of me and they got to appreciate me and they got to share with me that, hey, I see that you're struggling right now, but this is temporary because I've seen different sides of you and they're there. It's just right now you're going through this difficult moment and you'll feel better on the other side. But I still admire you and I admire you even more for taking this courage to share your truth. And that was, for me, a reason good enough to move to Austin and be a part of this community. It's them, it's me. I don't know, there was certain readiness for me to expose my heart, certain level of safety that I experienced in this community. Also, it was them being able to hold me in this So it takes safety to be vulnerable and it takes risk to be vulnerable. And we can create it. We can create more safety. It's in our hands. So if there is one thing that I want you to take out from this short episode, it's my encouragement for you to consider how can you create more safety to be vulnerable? What does it take? It can mean something physical, such as having a cozy, clean home, for yourself, like a safe space to fall apart because no one sees you, no one needs anything from you, turning off your phone, putting some sad song and just allowing yourself to feel everything you were running away from. Or perhaps it's a connection with your loved ones, creating certain space and time out of your busy life, crafting this little corner, little safety moment where you intend to create that shared intention to be truthful with one another without any expectations, just share everything that's on your heart. And trust me, that level of intimacy is better than any wildest orgasms when both of you see and understand and feel and support each other in your vulnerability. And often we think that we need others to experience that. And yet it all starts from you. Are you able to be vulnerable with yourself and honest? 
Are you able to welcome yourself in the deepest pain and support yourself through your struggles? Are you able to welcome your different expressions of humanness? Because ultimately vulnerability is humanness. We are vulnerable as humans. We are mortal. And we can fight that and try to be superhumans. And I've been on that path, trust me, for a long time. All my extreme sports pursuits, all my dominatrix pursuits, all my chase of fame and money and power and being this cool girl that conquered this post-Soviet Russian upbringing and just made it successful life. This is all my escape of my vulnerability. And it's, it's all over our culture. And yet this is what I can share from the wisdom of my experience. This is a dead-end path. Vulnerability is ultimately human and human is ultimately vulnerability. We're all going to die. We're all going to get old. We're all going to suffer in one way or the other. We will all go through certain crises. We will experience heartbreaks, emotional pains, physical pains. Things will crumble. Things will fall apart. And this human journey is not easy and we can be alienated and hide it from ourselves even and pretend it's not the case and yet it's also very buddhist like the first noble truth life is suffering so i feel like it's in a way synonymous life is vulnerable life is ultimately that and we can connect in it interestingly i've heard it from someone but i reaffirmed it with my own life experience that Actually, we connect a lot deeper in our vulnerability than in our strength and peaks and success. I definitely believe so. I trust so. The people, the friends who are able to see me in my deepest, darkest moments are the ones that are closest to me. People who celebrate me in the moments of joy are amazing. And yet it's not complete. Will they be there for me where everything crumbles? Will they be there when I'm old and wrinkly? Will I be there if I'm falling apart and sick and struggling? So vulnerability unites us deeper than strength. When we expose our hearts and pains to one another, we're stronger. And especially if you have a community, if you have a struggle and pain and hurt and you just expose it to your whole community, your hurt becomes less because it becomes shared because we all can hold it better than one person. You don't need to be alone in your pain. You don't need to be alone in your struggles. You have your community, your family for that. It can be blood family or it can be a chosen family. So my huge encouragement to you to dare to explore that side of your community, that side of your family. Are you able to be vulnerable in your community? Are you able to share the truth but how you feel and what you think. Are you able to expose your messy emotions to your community? Start from yourself and ask these questions. Are you able to share it with yourself? Are you able to create safety for your own messy mess in your darkest struggles and deepest emotions? And then community is one of the safety nets. We are biologically wired to thrive in a good community and the support we cannot be disconnected from our bloodline, from our spiritual family, from our community and be successful. Perhaps there are some um, 
spiritual seekers sitting in the cave and not needing anyone. And yet most of us don't live life like that. We are meant to thrive in a community. And how do you test the strength of your community, of your family, of your chosen or blood family? That's through exposing yourself, being vulnerable, to speaking your truth, to sharing your pain. But also not talking about on the negative experience. How about your kinky fantasies? How about your uh, unusual qualities, your wilderness, your weirdness, your obnoxiousness? How about that? Would you dare to share it? Would you dare to expose yourself? I know many people live this double life where they have to com compartmentalize, yes, uh, the weird sides of themselves. I've definitely seen it as I've been a professional dominatrix in New York for 12 years and seeing this cool, strong Wall Street guys and sharing their vulnerabilities with me as a dom and never showing it in their families or in their work situation. And I see the suffering that it creates. The most beautiful life we can create for ourselves is when we can be 100% of ourselves where we are in our work, in our communities, in our families, in our home. If, we, if I ask the majority of people the simple question, how safe do you feel at your home, at your household, your family? And the majority will unfortunately say, well, to a certain degree, I feel supported, but most of it, it's really not. And that's why when people go to some extraordinary ceremonial experiences and some really artificial environment that is temporarily created to create that safety, they can have like a whole different expression of safety and joy and this celebration of humanness and total acceptance and self-love. So the, the big lesson here is to be able to create that safety net where you are and you don't have to go big and all of a sudden expose yourself abruptly while you were hiding all your life. So I recommend to take small steps. Let this show be an encouragement for you to explore and observe and notice in your life the gaps. Where do you hide your vulnerability? Where would you like to have more safety to explore it? How can you do it? What kind of steps can you take? And trust me, it's really about you. It's not about others. You create your reality. You have power to change it. Of course, it's a risk. Of course, sometimes you choose to expose your kinks and sexual fantasies with your partner and your partner doesn't like it and rejects you. Well, guess what? Then this partner is not meant for you. There will be someone else and you will not regret your choice later on in life. Of course, it creates certain ruptures in life and the, it can rock your boat. Yes, that choice of being authentic and truthful and real is the choice that can rock your boat. If your environment was quite different and not welcome in it and you've been pretending to be different for way too long and all of a sudden you choose to expose your truth that is so different from what people are used to, of course it will shock them. So my recommendation is to take gradual steps, to take one step at a time because any abrupt shifts are not healthy for our nervous system. So my recommendation is to take small steps in that direction, even if it's your internal confession to your own precious self about your needs, your desires. Trust me, for me, a superhuman woman who's been holding on to that image most of her life. 
it was a huge vulnerable confession to share that I want to have a permanent home because I, I was a nomad and I wanted to be cool about that. And I didn't, would not share it with myself or others. And that step of exposing my truth that I'm longing to have home where everything is cozy exactly how I like it really brought me far, really took me in the beautiful places because now this precious home that I have, which didn't take me so much efforts to create, it was simply assigning apartment lease. I'm not talking about anything fancy here. It's just a one bedroom apartment where I live, but I made it mine. I made it mine with all the sacred items I have, with the way how clean and beautiful I keep it, how cozy everything is designed and how soft my bed is. And simple elements like that created this new level of safety for myself to be vulnerable, at least when I'm in the presence of the only person I'll be with for the rest of my life who is me. And that was a huge step, which took me a lot of years to finally confess that this is what I need. And for different people, it's different things. Some of us are afraid of crying in front of others. Some of us are afraid of exposing their sexual truth, desires they have. Some of us are afraid of exposing their dreams. Some of us are afraid of connecting to their nightmares and deepest fears. Yeah, and some of us are just afraid to show up as simple human as they are. Maybe being tired, maybe being boring, maybe being very simple and having nothing to say, nothing to contribute, being useless. Actually being useless is a huge quality of vulnerability is when you can allow yourself to be so useless, not contribute to the environment at the moment, not, not feel like you have anything to contribute, not desire to contribute anything. I have a friend of mine who suggested because it's definitely my edge. Being useless is my edge. I've learned that being useful is what makes me worthy of being human. Otherwise, I'm a waste. And that made me hyperactive and constantly needing to produce and perform and serve others. Not from a place of overflow, but from a place of needing to prove my existence of being worthy. And a friend of mine reached out once and says, Has I... I want to visit you one day and I want you to be fully useless. Not offer me any tea, not try to make my visit valuable in any way, not share any of your usual hospitality. I will be at your home. I'll visit you and you can be fully useless. <laughs> and what really touched me, I realized, well, it's quite an edge of my vulnerability. My vulnerability is about being useless, about just taking space and just being without contributing in any way. And believing that being useless is not making me any less valuable is really quite a revelation for me that I can be useless and I can still be valuable. I'm valuable because I exist. And knowing that I can allow myself to be 100% the way I am in my peaks and valleys and 
my joy and sorrow in all the waves of being human, one day sleepy, one day grumpy, one day angry, one day joyful, one day horny, anything. It's part of being human. And this is when life is worth living, when I really can embrace myself and share myself and my vulnerability and my humanness with the world around me. And it's really up to me to create that safety around me where I can do that. And it's an ongoing process that only gets deeper, that only gets sweeter. I hope this was inspiring for you. And I'd love to hear your feedback. If that clicked, it was absolutely spontaneously recorded in a total state of inspiration and flow. And I can just wrap this up by sharing that my work revolves around uh, providing safety for being vulnerable, creating safe spaces to fall apart. It can be achieved through shibari, Japanese art of tying, through raw bondage. And it can be also achieved through tantric body work, where I allow people to receive fully and expose their hearts, their bodies, their sexuality fully and embrace it. I create different experiences for self-explorations, which are ultimately tantric, tantric Spirituality is all about embracing humanness instead of denying it, right? Not calling sexuality a sin, but instead using it as an energy of being alive. The energy that can that is a fabric of existence itself, and it's just beautiful as it is. And everything we are is beautiful. Even our resistance against vulnerability can be perceived as beautiful because it was needed for us to survive and make it to where we are now and now we can embrace it also as part of this human experience in the safe island of mindfulness yes safety to be vulnerable deeply comes down to one word mindfulness when there is mindfulness we are able to hold ourselves through all of it through all the experiences of being human. So yes, my journey is that I'm offering a Shibari journey, tantric bodywork experience, and all the educational opportunities around that, such as tantric BDSM online course, intimately tied my rope mastermind, rope weekends, where I share about vulnerability of being tied up, the somatic experiences of rope bondage. And also Sacred Feminine Touch Ceremony, which is a, a training for women to explore their vulnerability of giving and receiving yoni massages and discovering and gifting others orgasmic potential, as I feel like women are so deeply in need of that. And really, this is the best time, the life where we live right now, the times where we live is the when the world is opening up to the beauty of being human, being vulnerable, being sexual, having dreams and desires and kinks and all kinds of human expressions. You are beautiful. You are divine. You are worthy of being alive, being here just for the fact that you exist. And you're worthy of receiving the gifts of life just for existing here. I wonder if it lands in your heart just like it lands in mine right now. I'm wishing you a beautiful day wherever you are. Bye-bye. <laughs>